0: This is Letting It All Hang Out, the show where we bring together some badass individuals that make me want to get out, live life to the fullest, and hopefully inspire you to do the same. Today, I got the absolute pleasure to chat it up with Bridget Hom. Bridget helps small business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders in their industry to take control of their mindset and level up in how they approach their personal and professional relationships through inspired and creative strategies that ultimately attract more. Clients to them. She's got a law of life which I absolutely fucking love, which is take the business out of your relationships and your relationships will bring you more business. This conversation with Bridget was super fun and she gave a lot of tangible advice to pack up and use in your own life. But before we jump straight into the episode, I'm going to take a hot second to acknowledge the sponsor of this episode, Naked Warrior Recovery. Naked Boyer Recovery is a Navy SEAL-owned and operated CBD and recovery supplement company. A big reason why I'm a huge fan of Naked Boyer is that they know that the only way to perform at our highest potential is to allow our bodies and minds the opportunity to relax and recover. In order to get yourself a 20% discount on some high-quality CBD products, super greens, and more, you can use the discount code KALANI20. That's KALANI20. And you can go to their website at nw-recovery.com. All right, let's get on to the show, y'all. Oh my God, that is a huge cup of coffee. That is too funny. (laughs) Someone said on Zoom
1: meeting, they go, do you think your cup is big enough? I go, no.
0: It's literally as like almost as big as your head. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it.
1: That is pretty large, isn't it? It looks larger. Closer look, look like
0: I have tea in my little coffee cup. I don't know if that's cheating, but false advertising—that's what it is. False advertising. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I went on a, I went on a live podcast. Uh, I can't even remember how long ago it was. Probably not even that long ago. But it was called Coffee with Humans, and I was drinking out of this cup tea, and that just felt wrong. I was like. <laughs> I'm on a podcast called Coffee with Humans. I got a coffee cup that says coffee, but I'm cheating with tea. I'm an imposter. Like, did you feel a little imposter syndrome? Like... I did. I felt guilty too. I was like, man, I'm not doing this justice. (laughs) That's really funny though. I'm so excited to be doing this. Thanks again for popping on and and doing a podcast with me.
1: Oh, yeah. Anywhere you are, it's going to be a fun time.
0: That's so true, you know. My hair flip. <laughs> is this a vodcast or a podcast? A vodcast? What is that? Oh, like a video podcast? Yeah, that it's a video podcast. It used to not be, but I'm doing some exciting things with um, a company that I started with a couple other people called CMH. We are going to be doing putting our podcasts onto that platform for YouTube and stuff. So I started doing vodcasts is what I'm going to call it now. All right.
1: That's good to know. Because so if I stand up, you know, people know I'm really not wearing pants. That's okay.
0: That'll make for a <laughs> better podcast. podcast right? excuse me. It will <laughs> make it, uh,
1: memorable. No, I, I, you know, during the COVID days, I just wear leggings all the time. You know, I don't, I haven't bought one pair of shoes this year. It's completely unnecessary. No one sees It me. really
0: is. I mean,
1: yeah. I work, I got a pedicure just, it was more for me than anybody else, but yeah, yeah, no shoes, this year. no pants, no shoes. That's why Payless went out of business, you know.
0: Oh my god, did Payless really go out of business? I used like, to love yeah, that,
1: like your dream, your reality, right now. Yeah, I yeah. was so sad. That's where you get all your Easter shoes. I don't know why yeah. I think that. Like, when I, I was like, it's where I go to get shoes for Easter. I think I got my wedding shoes when I got married for a time. I think I got my my first wedding shoes there and then my dog ate them he also ate my book on how to train your dog by is one. that
0: is that true
1: yeah that's that's 100% true he ate my wedding shoes and then he ate the book i was going to try to train him like the dog whisperer style and he ate my book the is <laughs> book uh, before i could even oh read it
0: oh so my god that is one of the most ironic hilarious things i've ever heard <laughs> Yeah. I used to go to Payless all the time with my mom. It was like a bonding activity for us. So I just have so many memories in Payless. Sometimes I was like excited because I would be getting the shoes, but other times my mom would just be rocking around. So I have other times of Payless where I'm just like sitting around waiting, (laughs) but lots of memories.
1: But it was such a, I don't know what made it such a good experience. What was it? You know, you know, you were going to get good shoes and you were going to pay less for them. I think pay less, you know? So if brilliant. If we
0: did pay less as marketing, I think they wouldn't have gone out of business. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You're 100% right.
1: Man, I thought about it. I'm like, I need to go talk to those people, those, owner pay, those owners of pay less. I could help them level up.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> real. <laughs> it's that a little bit Oh, man. Well, We'll just get into it because we've already been chatting, talking. A lot of that will probably wind up in the in the episode and everything. Um, I okay, know you, talk- at least. I feel <laughs> like I know you, right? <laughs> and like for all of the other people who are listening, who don't know you, or maybe know a little bit about you, why don't you tell us how you wound up in this? position of mindset coaching and, and all of the beautiful things that you do for people. From a young age, I realized that I could read people's minds and I decided that that
1: will make me lots of money and I'll be a massive influence in people's lives and help them change their relationships. And, you know, (laughs) no, honestly, I just love, (laughs) I got serious for a second. Honestly, I just love helping people. Uh, I just loved, I noticed I had a knack for discernment and helping people figure out the next right thing, um, figuring out solutions to people's problems, whether it be relationships, um, direction, and later on in business. So I I had the opportunity to make a career out of it. And so that's really, that's really what happened. Yeah,
0: that's so cool. I, I feel like um, so many people, we obviously all have so such a hard time of figuring out our own problems. To, so to have somebody come through and be like, this is the problem you're having, this is how I can read your mind, this is how you can fix it, all of these good things. And what I find really interesting too, which I was actually talking about this with uh, my partner quite frequently like this past week, which was the idea of therapy, which I think is great. Um, but almost therapy is not like, the, the, the act of therapy isn't the transformation. Really, it's like a facilitator getting you to have your own transformation, where you have your own aha moments. And for some people, they need that facilitation, but it's interesting for some other people, possibly yourself, and sometimes I find uh, that it's the same thing for me, is we almost go through that same process of asking ourselves those questions and Mm -hmm. having that internal transformation. Do you have any opinions about all that? Oh, of course I do. Absolutely, you know, (laughs) I love, I love,
1: I love therapists. I, I mean, I've had one in the past. I think they're fantastic. Fantastic, the skill set that they have is just so uh, valuable to people's processing their, you know, their lives, what's going on for them. Um, You know, the difference between therapy and coaching is coaching um, is more applying what you learn um, to make sure that you. Experience the changes you want to have. To have the experience in your life and your relationships or business that you want to be having, so coaching is a lot more action oriented versus you know therapeutic. Um, So I and one of the things that I love about coaching is that um, and what's unique to Bridge to Freedom coaching is that you really the goal is to realize that you are the only one stopping yourself. You are the only one you know uh, experiencing obstacles and and keeping them in front of you. And once you realize that you actually have control when it comes to your limitless potential, when you can take control of your mindset, uh, then, I mean, there's nothing stopping you. So the goal for me is to help you or anyone else in front of me realize they have limitless potential through a number of different techniques and then help them to level up in how they're doing their personal or their professional relationships because that external communication comes is secondary to your intrinsic communication, asking yourselves a question, like you said, you know, determining who you're being when you launch into action is crucial for developing any direction in life, really, life, business, strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that's really, so that's really the goal of Bridge to of Coaching, you know, become who you were meant to be. Oh my gosh, I want to share a fun quote with you. Yeah. I was reading, um, so I just came across this, I was in a meeting, a real live meeting the other day, it was absolutely crazy, you know, like a Payless experience. And uh, (laughs) I looked on the wall and there was this quote, it said, become who you are meant to be and you will set the world on fire. Mm. And it was just so profound. And someone looks over and they're like, Bridget, are you okay? And I'm like, what? Yeah, absolutely, what's wrong? (laughs) I was just thinking about this quote over there, it's like processing, you know? And I said, that is absolutely a fantastic way of putting it when people, when you become who you are meant to be, you will set the world on fire, whether it be with, you know, your product, your message, or your service, and then going exponentially further than that. Because when it comes to business, you know, how you differentiate yourself in your market is being true to who you are, your specific giftings, and then aligning with your own humanity and then somebody else's, you know, it's not really, it's not only about a transaction of what you're, what you're trying to sell. It's, it's really a human transaction. And so it's really important to blur those lines. So I actually used that yesterday and and shared that with a whole group of people. And they're like, that was really profound, but like connect it to your business, connect this to how you are meeting people, how you're engaging with others around you. What do you like that? Like visual? I I love it. Nice. Setting the world on fire, but like not I mean. <laughs> in a real way, you know, like a metaphorical way. <laughs> you, yeah. you understand? Like I'm not advocating you know, you know, set yeah. the world on fire, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. I um, I do love the visual, and, it, and and I actually do get like a visual in my mind when you were speaking of like you're like flying through the air, like just as free, and you can see the whole world beneath you, and you feel abundant and just like unstoppable. And when people get to that point of first understanding who they're meant to be and then starting to make steps to actually get there and then feeling the progress along the way, you really do feel like you're flying uh, in some metaphorical way. And what is unfortunate and and frustrating for some people, and I've definitely been there, is not knowing how to get to who you want to be, or not knowing who you are, or who you're meant to be, like that process of of the journey of where it's confusing, you're like, mm, I know it's there, but I don't know how to access it, or I don't know, uh I, I want to know the how, and I find that with, you know, my significant other, and some past friends, or people in my network, just people I've met and been around where like they're stuck. Like I don't really, who am I to a core? Who am I meant to be? How do you help people transition or, or guide them through that journey of really figuring out who they're meant to be? Well, it first
1: starts with the process of getting truly as present as you possibly can. Because think about your day. Think about how often you are actually present. And when a, a sign that you are present is you're experiencing, you're experiencing joy. Because when you're present, you're actually feeling everything around you. You're engaging your senses. You can absolutely feel peace. Presence and peace are synonymous. You know, even people in horrible situations. If you look at their circumstances and you're judging from an outside perspective, and you say, "God, that person must feel absolutely horrible inside." but if they are truly present they're engaged with peace and only then when you gain that awareness when you get truly truly present can you start to develop a direction a path and where you want to go it's like thinking about walking around new york city if you continue walking around new york city and your gps keeps trying to you know find you that place or you're, you're say you're trying to go to macy's in new york city and you're just you just keep walking you just keep walking and then the gps tries to catch up to you and you're like why am I not getting there? Or you take multiple wrong turns. It's because your GPS system is kind of your subconscious terrain. And if you don't have, if you're not aligned, you're going to have these constant disconnect between your, your conscious and your subconscious mind. And so to get it really in alignment, you have to pause with a purpose and stop, look around you, figure out the next right step, but you have to actually come to a complete halt. And oftentimes business owners, um, you know, people in relationships, they avoid pausing at all costs. They avoid stopping and actually being truly present because they, they think they don't want to experience what they're experiencing. Um, and, they're you're they're either you know partnering with fear partnering with sabotage whatever it is but they're not willing to stop and slow down and so there's become there's a surging need for coaches and therapists like you said because when you partner with someone who who can hold you accountable and stretch you and support you in where you're at you give your you gift yourself a shift when someone says hey hey it's okay like, let's figure out where you want to go. Let's figure out your vision as a destination. And then, you know, when you slow down, when you stop, then you're able to go at work speed in the right direction. You're not moseying around trying to figure everything out. You're not, you know, setting these small little goals for yourself, aligning with your goals for the week. You're aligning with something greater than yourself, something much larger than what you had had planned originally.
0: Hmm. I love that. You mentioned something earlier too about how a lot of the time I would say if if we feel stuck in any form or fashion or for like frustrated with some sort of process almost always it's because we are in our own way. We put hurdles in front of us and we don't know how to get around them. That I know I've for sure done that and when I've heard people say that I'm like what do you mean I put my own hurdles are like, I'm standing in my own way. I'm trying to get somewhere, (laughs) but it's not working. How could that be my, um, you know, I don't want to use the word my fault, but that's the word that comes to mind. And that's how I felt at the moment. How do you present that to people and help them navigate? Like, you know, yes, (laughs) we're creating our own hurdles, but it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong or negative or bad. It's just, Let's work through them together.
1: So first it starts with recognizing that when you notice a problem within you, and then you recognize that if the problem lies within you, then you are the one who's capable of of creating a solution. So when you realize that all of that lies within you, then you're no longer looking to an external circumstance as the problem or as the solution so it sounds very simple but it really does help you to own your own power again so and for example something i talk about extensively in the find your freedom program is you know uh aligning with your limitless potential but also realizing that you know not compartmentalizing your experiences not saying well oh that decade of my life i wish i could delete or forget you know that that experience was really bad i'm so glad it's gone and over and done with it and i say no 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 every instead of chopping up your timeline for your life or trying to delete these moments or you know launch into regret if you just see this whole timeline as everything along this timeline has added value to you in some way it has given you an opportunity to grow to develop a new skill set it has given you the opportunity to add value to somebody else It doesn't matter if they appreciated it or not, you know, it's, it's giving you the opportunity to, to learn and grow and shift and develop new experiences. So if you look at everything along your timeline as having added value to you in some way, or you have added value to the situation, that person, the relationship, et cetera, then you have become your own empowerment generator. And that is the ultimate goal when it comes to your life, relationships, and business.
0: I like the word empowerment generator Boom. because it really gives us that, that sense of confidence that we can generate everything that we need to in order to get to where we want to go, which I absolutely love. And that, that's a perfect segue to Willpower and this thing called motivation, and all of these fabulous words that we hear so often right now with coaches and people on social media, and all that. And there's kind of two approaches that I see from different people on willpower or motivation or discipline. There's like the one where you just do it no matter what, you force yourself, like you set heavy restrictions. And then there's the other one where you align it more with maybe your archetypes or maybe your lifestyle and all of that. What's your take on all that?
1: So willpower, if you look at it as a muscle, as a muscle that you need to exercise correctly so that it grows in the way that you want it to, you know, like going to the gym, who does that anymore? You know? Um, but you know, you're living, but if you look at your willpower as a muscle, um, and you you utilize it and exercise it in a way that that empowers you. If you're constantly, for example, when you exercise your willpower in terms of communication, you when you choose the words that you want to say um, to obtain a goal. Like when I'm coaching someone, my goal is to influence them in some way, to help them to grow, to change, to experience what they want to be experiencing. When you Use your communication strategies as an exercise of your will, and realize that you are going to use the strategy over and over again to empower those around you versus harm them or harm yourself. Uh, then, then that is the right use of the will. The use of the will is to align yourself with those those things, those ideas that are going to help to empower you, to grow you in wherever you are, whether it's personal development, whether it's a relationship that you want to continue to nurture, whether it be a business that you want to move into succeed, you know, to succeed. Um, you must see that you're strategizing. You must develop strategies to grow that willpower as a muscle.
0: Mm-hmm. You can't run, run out, out of it. <laughs> I, yeah. That, that's a great point that you bring up too, is you can't run out of it, It's always there, it's always within you, and uh, you can access it anytime that you need to. Now, the strategy to access it, there you go, perfect segue. (laughs) What are some of these strategies? Because me, I'm the type of person who's like, give me the knowledge, give me the list, give me the book, so I can read it, then I can do it. Uh, And I know there's a lot of people, especially in entrepreneur business life, who've very similar. What would you say to them to cultivate some strategies to harness more of that willpower on command, let's say?
1: That's a great question. I have a couple different answers for that. So first it starts with, in the coaching world, it's all about action, but it's coupled with the foundation of radical Mm self-acceptance so that you can get truly present. So you get really present and then you're able to launch into strategy based on the mindset that you've created. So one of the strategies that I employ in a couple of my sessions in the Find Your Freedom program is you hire and fire a new mental team. Because you wake up, (laughs) your brain has a meeting every morning. There's a hilarious YouTube video. Now everyone's going to go look at it. Uh, It's called If My Brain Held a Morning Meeting. And it is absolutely inspiring to see how our brain has us on a subconscious, subconscious sidewalk, moving sidewalk all the time. It sets up a plan for our day and then it goes with it. So if you don't set yourself up to become the influence in your life, within your mindset, when you start your day doing you know, something called a brain dump, where it gets you really present and you just write out whatever's going on in your brain on paper to see how you're showing up or, you know, hiring and firing a mental team, partnering with this, this guy called opportunity, you know, firing this, you know, lady or, or gentleman named fear, firing sabotage, and then seeing what they gained you while they were employed by your brain. Um, but then saying, this is not going to work for any me anymore. I'm spending too much time on you. I gave you a raise this week. Wasn't worth it. So hiring a new mental team and firing the old one. Um, when you hire opportunity, you, you draw, you know, you draw correlations to the opportunities that are right in front of you versus when you partner with sabotage, you're only partnering with, you know, the wrong use of your will to beat yourself up, to tell yourself you're not good enough to, you know, say all of these things to yourself that slow you down and and stop you from experiencing that romance with life, that you know, partnering with your future successful self that, you know, I believe everyone deserves, deserves to have.
0: That's such a good one. And it's like a mental audit almost. And it's something that is pretty simple to do and and manageable for everybody. And we can do it often too. Like even multiple times a day, I find myself doing something similar. I do something called check-ins where I'll sit with myself and accept whatever I'm feeling in the moment and then take an audit, so to speak, of is what I'm feeling in alignment with how my highest self should be feeling or wants to be feeling. And then if it's out of alignment, bringing in those certain keywords or elements or feelings and sensations to that present moment and making that shift. So I really love that, that's awesome. I wanna switch gears real quick because I know that this is something you're so good at and I'm so fascinated by, which is oh. connection and communication specifically, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's with friends, whether it's with ourselves. Awesome. I don't even have a specific question really, but it's more, <laughs> it's more about like when you think of, communication? What does that mean to you, first of all? That's a great question, and I
1: love it. Um, so communication means the way in which you um, transfer information back and forth, um, transfer feelings. It's, it's a transference. It's an interchange system. Uh, it's it's a transaction, so to speak. It's the transactions. Between your heart and your head, it's the transactions between yourself and another person. It's the nonverbal transactions that you make during the day, um, all the time. So uh, communication is constant. It's the movement of energy um, in terms of words and actions. So that's that's what I would say communication is. And and when it comes to connectivity um, for Bridge to Freedom Coaching, you know we talk I talk constantly about. Um, creating a culture of connectivity. It's really, you know, harnessing the willpower and leveling up in that, that movement of energy, of, of communication. It's making sure that you're intentional with with how you're communicating because you have such a powerful influence over your situations, over yourself, over those around you. And when you're you're giving a product message or service, In business, I mean, you have the opportunity to influence someone's life and who they are right in that moment of, you know, the so-called transaction of, you know, of the world that we all have to do, you know, to survive, to add value to others, et cetera. But I mean, it's just, I see it as such an opportunity to create connectivity. And what that means is that everybody within the culture has a certain amount of gifts, and And you know, I always go with the three highest gifts, so for me, um, I am a powerful influencer, a master connector, and a master relationship builder. Everybody has these three main qualities um, that they they see their um, they transfer that communication through um, and that's how they how they do everything like the, those are those eyes in the world. I don't know if I'm communicating this clearly. <laughs> I don't know if I'm communicating clearly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really about um, you know recognizing who you're being, for example, I'm those three words, um, who you're being when you launch into sharing your product message or service in business, when you're launching into experiencing your relationships. Um, so when you recognize who you're being versus what you're doing, so to speak, um, as the foundation of power, then that's when you start to create a culture of connectivity. You start to recognize that it's who the other person is being that's of value. And it's secondary value of your product, message, or service. It's secondary value, what you're actually doing in front of you. The highest value, the greatest good is
0: who you are being in that moment. It sounds like con- communication is more or less the tool of connection. And connection really starts internally. And then that communication happens externally so that we can, with those intentions, actually create those relationships. Am I on the right track with, with that? Oh my gosh. You're like on the same wavelength. That's absolutely fantastic. Yes. <laughs> You've
1: leveled me up. I'm like, man, she just articulates it so perfectly. Like our
0: brain <laughs> are on the same planet. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happens too often when we chat with each other. <laughs> right? Yeah. So for people who who want to use the tool of communication a bit better. I think we think of things, at least my brain goes to, you know, stop saying ums and pauses or if you're in presentations like all of these I don't know little things that we get so caught up in but I'm sure that there's a whole array of other things other tools other little resources that we can use in communication to make it stronger
1: oh absolutely so it doesn't start you know often we think about okay you have to do step into the don't say this or don't do this or can't say this or can't say that as absolutely not the case you really start with creating space to ask yourself questions creating space to develop awarenesses start getting curious become an observer of yourself and of your life i like how you said audit you know but really become an observer and you know watch your own thought processes see ask yourself the question do these serve me do these serve me do these help to align me with my vision are are these what purpose are these thoughts serving are my actions serving and it really comes down to the mindfulness first and foremost but in order to in order to get that awareness you have to create a space of absolutely radical self acceptance accepting the good and the bad and just just accepting it. Accepting is the an, acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. They say mm-hmm. that in you know, a lot of recovery circles. And mm-hmm. it truly, truly is. Because unless you accept something, you really are not going to be able to develop any course of action regarding it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes total sense if it is, it's accepting your current reality. Whether you like it or not, it happened. It is there. It is in front of you. It is currently going on, whatever the situation is. And so accepting it is that first step. It, yeah, it really does sound like those, those um, counseling sessions or like AA meetings or something where you got to acknowledge that you have a problem before you can get to the root of the problem. And this whole mindfulness and awareness is such a big part of, I think, so many... It's It's more of a... I don't want to say a solution because it's not the whole picture. However, it's part of the solution for a lot of the problems that we seem to be facing today. Um, and it seems like we're so self-absorbed, but when it comes to actually getting in touch with ourselves, we find it hard. Like, what it what is going on there? Why do we find it hard to really dive into ourselves and get present or? dive into maybe the painful moments from past experiences and accept those or our current reality but yet we may have some sort of a selfish outlook on life where we want and we want and we want but we're not willing to give even to ourselves does that make sense
1: oh yeah absolutely i have a question do you hear the giant stampede of elephants above above me no is there it's any, in my head though it's good then um so when we talk about you know when you said mindfulness honestly i started to go off in this this tangent in my head thinking about the news and our culture and how um bombarded we are with distractions all the time everything pushes us away from purpose everything pushes us away from being present and to be truly sit in a place of awareness because as soon as you get aware uh, and you're absolutely aware of how everyone is interacting, how you are feeling, how you're thinking, and you could develop different courses of action. I mean, it would, it would be a game changer for everyone in our culture. You know, when it comes to the media, when it comes to the, the news, you know, so many things we are, we are not aligned in our culture with objective truth at all anymore. So everything's become subjective, which means that everything becomes an opinion. And, however, the human person, the mind craves objective truth. We crave stability, we crave foundation. And when we're not getting that right now, well, we're constantly seeking it, but it starts within first. And so once you are able to develop that foundation of you know, objective truth, what, what is true for you, to thine own self be true is one of my favorite quotes by Shakespeare. Um, you know, Once you're able to align with your truth, then you start to see everything else around you clearly and communication and that communication strategy becomes effortless because you are now communicating effectively who you are and you're able to align with the truth within others, align with the truth within a culture. You know a direction to empower people in front of you and you're not swayed by any, you know, All the little obstacles that became huge, they were mountains before, are now molehills. You know, they're nothing. You're like, oh, is that how you feel? Like, that's okay. What is that doing for you? Like, how can I help you? How can I empower you today? You know, just aligning with all the commonalities and, you know, aligning with truth is absolutely huge. It's foundational for gaining that awareness and being intentional.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Aligning with truth. I, I absolutely agree with that sometimes it feels like the truth is a bit masked by a veil and we like can sort of see it but it's a little blurry and then we start to mistrust ourselves. with so it like goes hand in hand when that veil is there and and maybe it goes back to the same answer which is awareness and getting present but how do we start to peek through that veil and really understand okay this is the truth. It's not me. It's not my inner critic, or it's not some outside, um, influence. It's 100% truth.
1: You know, that's actually very easy. I have never experienced, I've worked with a good amount of people and I've never experienced when I point blank ask someone, is this true? There was never any confusion ever. Wow. Ever. You know, I I say, is this true? Is this true about you? No, (laughs) you know, then, then is this, then is this a lie? Mm -hmm. And you know, it's funny because they have a harder time answering the second question, which is, I find that fascinating. Don't you? Mm -hmm. Because if you can recognize truth that quickly, then what is it within you that doesn't want to call this out as a lie? And that's where we usually find our limiting beliefs. That's where we find those things that hold us back in our minds that says, you know, oh well, it might not be true. That's where we partnered with sabotage. That's where we partnered with fear, you know, that guy or girl called fear. And, you know, but it's really, it's really fascinating to me that the, that we are so quick to say that is true, but we're not quick to say that's a lie. Cause we feel like it's an imposition of some sort, but it does, it does, us a disservice in the process of figuring out the next right step to not call things out for what they are. Mm-hmm. And then looking that fear in the face and ask, and then going into that next step, like, why would I not want to say this? What it was a lie or wasn't true?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's a whole nother podcast.
0: I feel like that we're getting into some philosoph- yeah. philosophical pillars. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Right. I really enjoy that though. And I, I love that the answer is so simple, and and it's cool that you've never experienced that. And I guess I haven't really, you know, I haven't been in a similar position to to constantly ask people like, "Is that true?" Um, but it it makes total sense, and the way that we the way that we think about truth um, throughout our day, it's more so. Let me back up a little bit. Everything that you were saying is a really good practical application in itself for how we move through our day and people who deal with, which is everybody probably, imposter syndrome, all the inner critics and stuff like that, of it's a very easy first step, even when we have those thoughts, whether we know where they came from, whether we've done the inner work, anything to say, is that true? And then it's an automatic yes or no. And if it's not true, maybe investigating that a bit further and moving on and on and on. Uh, So I find that so interesting. And first of all, this conversation is flown by. So I'm so excited (laughs) (laughs) that we, it's like happens every single time that we chat too. We're just like going on and on and on. (laughs) Yeah. And I could ask you so many questions about everything, like going more in depth about every little thing that we've talked about but as a final parting question for somebody listening it's a, it's one that i ask everybody who's a guest on my podcast is for someone listening what is one thing that you would say to them it can be a piece of advice it can be a quote it can be anything that you feel called to say
1: honestly the the quote you know your source of inspiration should always be what's sitting on your conscious mind now And what I would tell anyone who's listening is: become who you were meant to be, and you will set the world on fire. Mm -hmm. And that's that's honestly just go with it, just go with that,
0: and then ask yourself.
1: We started exactly, and ask yourself if it's true. Just start Mm -hmm. questioning everything that's in front of you in your reality right now, within yourself, within your relationships. Completely break up with fear. And, and just align yourself
0: with to thine own self be true. I think you just dropped the secret of the universe or something. Oh. <laughs> and where can people find you and get connected with you and work with you?
1: Honestly, I would love to give you my Calendly link, but Bridge to Freedom Coaching on Facebook, com, And, uh, you know, just just reach out. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram on the website and I would be happy to have a conversation with you and get you some clarity in what you're experiencing.
0: Amazing. All those links and probably more, maybe I'll snag that Calendly link from you and put it in the show notes as well, but everything will be down in the show notes and absolutely connect with Bridget. She's incredible as you can already tell. If you couldn't already tell by this conversation, I don't know if this is a podcast for you. But uh, (laughs) thank you again, Bridget. I really appreciate it. It's always so much fun when we talk. And um, this will not be our last conversation. We'll probably chat again very, very
1: soon. 100%. We should go shopping at somewhere other than Payless, you know, like Macy's. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Letting It All Hang Out. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed it and learned a thing or two. I definitely know that I did. And I'd love to hear thoughts and start a conversation with you. So feel free to send me a voice message right here on Anchor. Or you can message me on any of my social media platforms at Haley Kalani. Much love to you all. Until next time, stay well.